Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, what it do, what it do, what it do. Welcome back. Axis of Combat, episode 41, UFC 297. Me and my brother bringing a full card breakdown, top to bottom, bottom to top, inside and out. We're going to break these fights down. And I ain't trying to be rude. Let me introduce my brother. Who were the boys who go got next? Big A yo on that, on that inside and out, top to bottom, bottom to top. Got to strip them down. <laughs> but before we get into our business, you already know the routine. Like, follow, subscribe, Facebook, X and Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> and everybody on the YouTube right now, like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell to stay up to date. And for all of our audio listeners, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, you already know. And um, please um, excuse us on the um, on the X Twitter thing. I'm still gonna call it Twitter. I feel like I should still call it Twitter. But listen, it's it's Twitter. It's always been Twitter. It's gonna be Twitter until until I'm off the platform. <laughs> exactly. It's Twitter till I die. But yep, we got a full card for you guys. Uh, full, pretty good card, top to bottom. There's some violent spots here. So um, I will say that this card's. A, I feel it's. Be- it's. I don't know if it's bettable. Everything's always bettable. It's a little dangerous to bet this card, in my opinion, because there's a lot of fights that are like juiced on one side or like in terms of in terms of a fanfare with the card. The card is fantastic because you don't know how some of these fights are going to turn out from a betting perspective. If you're looking to lean on money lines and stuff like that. A little difficult. So we're going to try and find some value for you guys on this card and see how we're going to play this out for you guys. But before we get into any of that extra stuff, we are going to recap some bets from last weekend. I'll go first, I guess. Yeah. We got Bunez money line, Salzburger money line, Arlovski money line, Benitez money line, Walker money line, Long Shots Wilson sub, Wilson sub round two, Walker sub. Those last three, not too much value lost there, so it's all gravy, baby. <laughs> Now for the winners, <laughs> Basharat uh, decision. Oh, whoa, come on, man. <laughs> no, that was for me because I fucked up. So. <laughs> you best be Basharat Lapalus and Simon Batista over two and a half rounds. Moda's knockout. And um, then we jumped into boxing and I made up with my night there. So it was my brother. I put um, better beef round seven through 12. Payday, payday, so, you want payday. Just about broke even, but you know, it, it, we could do better, 100%. Now, turn it over to my brother. How'd you do, bro? Not so decent night in the UFC. Finished about 1.5 in the negative, but it's all right. Boxing kind of uh, floated my overall to about a negative 2.5, so still a slightly losing night, but it's more break even than losing. But, I, you know, I take the L. I, I hold it, you know what I'm saying? It's all good. <laughs> What I got wrong here, we'll start with the money lines in the UFC. Uh, Bunez money line, cooked. Sellensberger, two units flushed. <laughs> Cortez via KO, <laughs> cooked. Horrible fighter. There we go. <laughs> Horrible fighter. Get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, Benitez, Walker money line. Uh, some of my long shots here have you the Bunez sub, which, you know, was kind of a lie, but ultimately it wasn't. Of course, you know, you got to take the Wilson sub stab. Homeboy got destroyed by, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, 
Lord, Lord Assassin. Lord, Lord Assassin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took, uh, I got McGee sub round two, McGee sub round three. He ended up uh, flattening homeboy. So that was an L. Uh, Hawes, Ferreira. I don't know why I even decided to take the shot on this, but I did. Fight goes the distance. <laughs> Man, that was so dumb. And then the Walker sub plus 2,000. Eh, yeah, yeah, you, you win some, you lose some. But the ones I did win, that motor money line, hit that, that Basharat decision. Uh, one unit parlay with uh, Basharat, Lapulus over two and a half, parlayed with the Simon, 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 Batista over <laughs> two and a half. That hit. One long shot, the motor sub, no, the motor KO. Hit that, plus 420. Then over to boxing, I got a little more riskier than my brother, but I didn't put as much. Half a unit. Better be rounds five through eight. Bam. Oof. Payday. Payday. <laughs> you want payday. That was at a juicy plus 250. You know, yeah. You win some, you lose some. Decent night overall. The fights were sick. Probably looking ahead at this card. Not as excited fight-wise. Maybe a little more excited bet-wise. Might have some more bets here. Might. Interesting. I, I disagree. I, I think this card is dangerous for a lot of reasons. I really do. I, I, I even like the main all the way to the main event. Like, who's gonna win that one? I mean, yeah, beats I mean, me. Listen, I, main event is a little sweaty, but you know, I, I think I got a little bit of a lean. Yeah, a little bit of a lean. Now let's jump into it. All right, we're here. We're breaking down UFC 297. Uh, we're supposed to have some banger of a, like this card was supposed to be better, but obviously it got picked apart because you know they disrespect Canadians all the time. Uh. Volkanovski and Taporia was supposed to be on this card. That got pulled. Islam Oliveira got pulled from this card. Uh, Blahovich and Rakic were supposed to be on this fight. Blahovich ended up pulling out. Dominic Reyes was supposed to fight Oberg. And I don't know. Oberg must have really been hurt because this is easy money for him. <laughs> Oberg ended up pulling out of this one. <laughs> Man, RIP Dom. I'm sorry, but he would have got cooked. <laughs> 12 fights. Top to bottom, decent overall. Strickland's headlining, fighting Duplessis. Great fight. And then we got Pennington fighting Maria Bueno Silva for the uh, vacant Bantamweight Championship. Scary card, but I think playable in my opinion. Yeah, listen, everything's playable if you're a degenerate. <laughs> Look no further, boys. <laughs> I, I, th I just think there's, there's like, you know, I don't know. We'll figure this out, but let's do it. First fight, curtain jerker. We got a flyweight banger, battle of the mid. <laughs> Actually, the lower mid. This is battle of the trash cans, I feel like. <laughs> we got Malcolm X, Gordon. Fighter. On the week, on the same week of Martin Luther King. <laughs> fighting Jimmy the Brick Flick. Horrible fight. A man who got a spectacular sub on Cody Durden and... Retired and then came back and has been ass ever since. Get the fuck out of here. Gordon, 14 and 7, fighting out of London, Ontario, Canada. Hailing from Canada, 33 years old, fighting against the brick, Jimmy Flick. 16 and 7, fighting out of Sand Springs, Oklahoma, 33 years old. Uh, all right, like I said, battle of the lower mid, trash. I don't know how you want to listen. All you need to know is that Malcolm Gordon X, Malcolm X Gordon, don't know how to say his name. He's minus 200. 
Yeah. <laughs> when has Malcolm Gordon ever, ever been minus 200 anywhere? Do you feel comfortable laying that kind of juice on Malcolm Gordon? Ugh, man. From when Debo snuffed, um, snuffed the dude, that, uh, the guy Red that's for taking his bike. Oh, yeah. He has yeah. Spot. You want some of this too, old man? No. No, <laughs> no I don't. I fucking don't. Oh, my yeah, goodness. This fight is rough. In terms of picking a side, gruesome. I don't know who's going to win this fight. I think I do lean Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Flick. Listen, I, I'll give him credit. Sub God. Well, not a sub God, but like, you know, he, he, he could do his thing with the Jits. Malcolm Gordon, though. I think he's the better. He's going to be the better striker. Uh, I think he's the better wrestler. And uh, he has no chin. But he doesn't have to worry about that with Jimmy the Brick Flick because Flick ain't got no bricks in his hand. <laughs> so it's. I tell you what, I'll play Jimmy Flick's up some um, knockout prop for sure. 100% because my because man Malcolm is literally can, class. Ma- Malcolm can't take a shot. Dusty boy. Malcolm should win this fight. He's in Canada. He's the hometown guy. But I just don't. I don't know particularly how I, do, I just don't know particularly how this fight's going to look. I, I, I will tell you, it's not going to go to distance. Yeah. What I'm feeling that, for this that violence for this particular fight in particular, I'm feeling unders violence. I think under two and a half. I think fight doesn't go to distance. If you like the Malcolm Gordon side, I think KO. If you like the Jimmy flick side, probably KO too. I, I, I don't think Malcolm is the easiest guy to submit, but that be, I mean, either way, I don't, I don't see this fight going all three rounds. Somebody's dying. <laughs> Somebody's getting shut down. This, <laughs> this fight goes all three rounds. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. <laughs> People gonna bleed. It's gonna get cut open, and somebody might die. I'm leaning Gordon for the win here, not with the most confidence. It sounds like you are too. Yeah, I would say Gordon because he's the better fighter in my opinion. But yeah. Violence. Violence is the way to play this fight. 100%. And then Jimmy Flick's knockout prop. <laughs> it's going to be like plus one. It's going to be like 10 to one odds. I'll take it. I'll take a shot. Second fight on the prelims here. We got Jasmine Jazdavigius. I think that's, I think I said her name right. Jazdavigius. You got it. Go on one-on-one with the zombie girl, Priscilla Cachoeira. Jazdavigius, nine and three. Also hailed from Ontario, Canada. Fighting out of Canada. 34 years old. I didn't realize she was that old. Going one-on-one with Priscilla Cachoeira. The zombie girl. 12 and 5. Fighting out of Brazil. Hailing from Brazil. 35 years old. I think Jazz is probably the rightful side here. Priscilla cannot stop a takedown. No. If her life depended on it. At these odds, though, Jasmine being what? Minus 375. 375 is Crazy. that is huge. For a girl that can knock her out. For a girl who, I mean, listen. Against Priscilla can knock her out. I give it to Jasmine. She's she's never been knocked out. She's tough. She leans on her chin a little too much. Too much. But she she's taking beatings. She, she took a beating from Tracy, who didn't really have to use that much wrestling to beat her. She took a beating from... What's that girl's name? The Brazilian oh, Natalia girl. Silva. Yes. Natalia Silva beat seven bricks of shit out of her. Um, Cachoeira, 
struggled historically against re- wrestlers. She can catch her, catch her where it can catch her body. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Jasmine here. I just don't like the I don't like I don't like the odds. No, Jasmine at home as well too. You know this being a Canada card, but I think you know I think the lay props are not terrible. She actually, Priscilla, believe it or not, doesn't have terrible takedown defense, which is crazy. Yeah, she her ter- her takedown defense isn't terrible. percentage wise. Percentage yeah, wise. Percentage wise. Yes. But from a technical standpoint, horrid. So you know, I I, I will say. I think I would be curious. She's a plus 295. I'm curious as to what her knockout prop is. I'll play that just as a long shot. And Jasmine via late stoppage, even though I don't think she stopped when they won in the UFC, but I could see her getting a mounted crucifix here and just elbowing her to death. Referee stoppage, 100%. Yeah, so. Rounds two and three, I think I definitely like for Jasmine. Yeah, and then Priscilla early, to be fair. Because if Priscilla doesn't get her out early, I think it's a wrap. I think that's how you play this fight. So, Jasmine's definitely the lean. I think that's how I would play it, but we'll see what the, what the lines look like when the props drop. Third fight on the prelims. Johan Lioness, one-on-one with Sam Patterson. The white lion, Lioness, is 9-2. and two. Also fighting out of Canada. Hailing from Canada, 31 years old. Going one-on-one with the future. Man, what a... Terrible. I hate that nickname, the future. Yeah, I just I can't stand it. It's yeah, anybody. Gary, even um uh Macy Barber has the, the future, future, right? Oh my goodness. I just don't like that nickname. It's just so stupid. It's terrible. If, if you're not a god, like I'd rather just your name be Lord Assassin. You know, like <laughs> the future, you know, you better be good. Very creative there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's why I'm at with it too. Sam Patterson, 10-2-1, fighting out of the United Kingdom, hailing from England, 27 years old. This is another fight where one of my principal rules is going to come in, where you don't, you don't fade mid with mid. <laughs> this is the battle of the mid. Lioness, listen, Johan, he's got that power. He's got the striking edge here. I think he's the better fighter. The problem is he's just been so gun shy lately in his last couple fights. And that's because he just wants to save his cardio because he does not want to gas out. And he took what happened to him against Gabe Green to heart because he killed that man. <laughs> and that man, like Jesus Christ, came back from the from the dead and destroyed him immediately after. Ever since then, he's been super tentative in, in his fights. I do lean him in terms of the power. I think if you're going to bet Lioness, I think it's Lioness early. Sam Patterson, man, he is like the actual definition of mid. I don't like this guy's game. Anything about him. I think he's just overrated. He's just just big. He's just big. That being said. He's also moving up a weight class, by the way. Everyone should keep that in mind. He's moving up a weight class, which should mitigate some chin issues that this guy has because he has tall man defense. I'll give Patterson credit. He's got cardio. I think if you like the Patterson side, rounds Wait. two and three, probably it's not the worst. If you want a particular stoppage, I would lean submission because I don't think he's got that kind of power. No. He will be the minute winner for the most part because he will be throwing more volume than Lioness because Lioness just doesn't want to gas. I'm going to reluctantly, because I've been going back and forth with this, I'm going to reluctantly lean Sam Patterson, but I do not feel good about it. 
I'm leaning Johan for all the reasons you listed. I think Sam fights like a tall man. He backs up. He doesn't back straight up with his chin. Like down, he backs straight up like this, you know, all the time. Hands out, tries to, you know, tries to grab a hold of you, tries to grab the clinch, or tries to control your arms. But he leaves his chin straight up in the air. And I think Johan just needs to find that chin once, in my opinion. Um, Johan can crack. And to, to hurt Gabe Green like that, to hurt everyone he's fought like that, it's you gotta have some serious power. So I think he can, he could even win this. You know, I could see him dropping this guy twice in two rounds too, and winning the fight via decision. I really could. You know, especially if he's gonna be patient with the way he's been fighting. Johan's definitely the lean. I just don't know how I'm gonna bet this fight or if I have any interest in betting this fight. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at with this mid level fight. <laughs> Next fight we got out here in the prelims. It is a women's strawway fight. And it is featuring Jillian Robertson, the Savage, going one-on-one with Dama De Ferro. I didn't even know she had a nickname. <laughs> Pollyanna Viana. Robertson, or Robertson, right? They, they don't Robert. say Robertson. It's Robertson. Robertson. Yep. Robertson is 12-8, and eight, fighting out of St. Lucie, Florida, hailing from Canada, though. 28 years old, going one-on-one with Pollyanna Viana. Fighting out of Brazil, hailing from Brazil. 13-6 overall, 31 years old. This is another fight where Jillian is, how much, what is she on the line right now? A minus 250. That's insane. That's a little uncomfortable. That's insane. I mean, listen, Pollyanna, say, say what you want about her. I think she's world-class jits. World-class jits. Well, she's like a 20-time champion in some shit. <laughs> in some, in some jujitsu shit. She also beat the shit out of a home invader. You got to put that on the resume. A dude, by the way. A dude. Yeah. Straight wrecked him. In terms of this fight in particular, she's got the stand-up advantage 100%. Jillian cannot strike. Her, her striking is below serviceable. It's terrible. Vienna, leg kicks, decent jab. I think she's got power. But the problem with Pollyanna is that she's she just likes to play her for back a little bit too much. And Roberson... She knows what she's good at. She knows what she's bad at. She wants this fight on the ground. And when she's on the ground, very, very good jujitsu. Very, very savage ground and pound. No pun intended. Where's the pun? I think her, her nickname's Savage, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lean Roberson here only because I... I don't see Pollyanna really keeping the fight standing, even though she should try to. It's just that she just, she she, she believes in her jiu-jitsu so much that she's just willing to just go down and do the thing. And I think submission for submission, she's probably better. But if you're going to just play in Jillian's wheelhouse here, who can't strike, she, I mean, she she got outstruck by Tabitha. Ain't, ain't no shame in the game, but ever since she's moved on to 115, she hasn't looked the fastest. But if you're going to bring it down to the ground, I, I'm, I'm going to have to lean Roberson, especially since I, I, only, I can only picture this fight where I think Roberson is going to be on top more than Pollyanna is going to be on top. And if, you know, give me the person on top. <laughs> well, listen, I got the dog in this fight. That's who I'm leaning with. And I'm probably going to better, too, because I think this line's a little disrespectful towards her. Um, for a couple of reasons. I agree with you. I think Paulie uh, likes to play on her back a lot, but I also think Jillian likes to play off her back a lot too. 
And if Pollyanna approaches this fight anywhere, you know, anyway, the way she did uh, Lucindo in her last fight, even though it was a loss, she was aggressive with going for the takedown. She did get to the body lock. She did get Lucindo to the floor. And Lucindo packed back, popped back up. I don't know if Jillian's going to give that much resistance to pop back up if she gets it to the floor. And even off of her back, if Pauly is, um, Pauly's going to be creating scrambles, is going to be, um, elbowing her, kneeing her, getting the knee shield up to get back to her feet, throwing up submissions, making Jillian work. Um, I, I could see a situation where Pauly either subs her, gets back to her feet, and then co- or comfortably keeps her, you know, comfortably just keeps her at range and just beats the shit out of her. Who do you think is stronger between the two? Pauly. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Because I think I think Pauly is, um, I think Pauly's big for the weight class too. So all this stuff that Jillian moving down, I get it, but Jillian is not bigger than her. She's not. She's not a bigger girl. So, I think Paulie's gonna have the advantage in a lot of those situations. I think she's gonna be able to exploit some holes. And she, you know, I just think at plus two hundred five, it's a little insane. It's like it should just be a little. It should be a little closer, because Jillian's Jillian. I love Jill, Jillian Robertson too. By the way, don't don't you know, don't don't beat me up, Jillian. Um, <laughs> but I um, I just feel like sometimes she kind of checks out sometimes in these fights. You know, and the thing is, if she's playing that game with someone who's like kind of as world class as Paulie is off of her back, she could be in some real shit down the stretch of this fight, even early in this fight when she's fresh. So I like Paulie as a dog shot. Yeah, I feel like you're talking me off this bed. I'm not going to lie to you. Because <laughs> I just. Yeah, you might, like I said, you're going to flip and you're probably going to, you might flip, feel one, one, feel one way one day and then the other day feel another way. So. I get it. I get I get the Jillian thing. I just don't like her at that line. I think that line is crazy. All right. Next fight we have here on the prelims is a men's bantamweight fight, and it's between two debutantes. The first, Surrey Sydney. Surrey City. Spelled crazy right now. 10 and 1. Fighting out of Canada. Hailing from Canada. 27 years old. Going one-on-one with the Savage. Another Savage. Mm-hmm. Ramon Tavares. Real creative there, buddy. Fighting out of Jacksonville, Florida, <laughs> nine and two overall, thirty years old. This is a run back from the Contender Series, uh, where Sydney was able to put down Tavares, and for some strange reason, uh, who's the referee's name? Kevin O'Donnell, Chris Chris Tyone. No, it wasn't Chris Tyone. I think it was Kevin Kevin something. Yeah. Just immediately stops the fight. <laughs> then they immediately pan to Dana White. And Dana White puts the most ugliest face like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it was definitely early stoppage. Super early stoppage. So we didn't get to see the fight we wanted to see. Sydney City. Uh, Surrey City. I'm going to keep busting this guy's name up. Hello, City. Sydney. City. <laughs> <laughs> City wins the contract, moves up. They bring back Tavares like two months later. Ends up annihilating some guy. Ramesses, whatever his name is. Yeah. That dude fought like he never fought before. Are you not entertained? <laughs> is that his nickname? I think so. Hilarious. <laughs> Just wrecked him. Ended up. They, so now they both got contracts. They're both running in the back on this card. City. I think City's the side here. I think City's just the overall better fighter. Agreed. I think he knows how to use his length. He's the taller fighter. He's got more reach. He's got wrestling upside. I think he's got jits upside. He's just a more complete fighter. Absolutely. Counter puncher. I think it kind of plays out more or less the same way it kind of did before the early stoppage. 
Tavares, slick boxer, definitely got bricks for hands. Finishes everybody. Problem with him, a little too punchable. He's not like, uh, you know, I heard some people comparing him to like Joshua Van. I don't uh, think he's got Joshua Van's chin. Let's pump the brakes let's there, buddy. Let's slow it down there just a little bit. <laughs> let's slow down the van real quick. He does have the slick <laughs> boxing, though, and he does work the body. He's very aggressive, walks forward, pressure, pressure, pressure. I like his style. I think it's an entertaining style. I just think this is a bad matchup. And I kind of see Sydney winning here. I don't know by finish. Don't know if it's going to go to decision. I, I'm, I don't really got a feel for that, but I do think Sydney's the side. And it's probably playable. I might play this line. I'm not. I'm still thinking about it, but I think Sydney's the side here. Yeah. Sydney City. Yeah. I'm, Sur- oh, my God. Sydney, you hear me? Surrey. His name is Surrey City. I apologize. <laughs> I'm also, with, he's also Ukrainian, apparently. So, plus five durability. <laughs> I'm I'm with you on this guy. He's also been in five round fights, and um, I'm not worried about his cardio as much as I would worry about Tavares's if it got extended. I I I don't know if I like the line. I may wake up t- tomorrow, feel like Tavares is live. I might wake up the next day, feel like Sidey is the side, and then I might wake up, you know, the following day and be like, stupid. I'm not gonna let you get the chance at this pocket. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. This fight, I don't know how I'm gonna bet it. Don't know if I have any interest in betting it. Um, we'll see though. We'll definitely see. Next fight on the prelims, we got Charles Jordan. Air Jordan going one on one with the sniper, Sean Woodson. Jordan, 15, 6, and 1, hailing from Canada. Fighting out of Canada, 28 years old, going against the sniper, Sean Woodson, 10-1-1, fighting out of St. Louis, Missouri, 31 years old. Striker versus striker. This fight's going to be entertaining as fuck. One, I of think. The, one of the best fights in the card. I think so. Um, leaning Jordan here. Same. Reason being is a couple of reasons. Sean Woodson, I think he's a very slick boxer. Doesn't have the he doesn't really sit on his punches, so he don't really have that one shot KO that I'm kind of looking for here, especially against a guy like Jordan, where I feel like you would kind of need it. He did show some wrestling potential in his last fight against Bazookia, but this is we're talking about Bazookia here, who I don't think is even UFC level. Yeah, I think he's a little bit mid. I think Sarah Longo did him dirty. <laughs> Like you did know, him a favor getting him in. Yeah, I mean they did him a favor getting him in, but you know they're doing him dirty. I don't getting think he's. I think he's got potential, but I don't think he's ready. No, Woodson. He's got some. He's got some jits when you got him in. When you get him in the ground. I just don't. I don't think this is. That's where he wants to go with Jordan, who I think has better jits, and I think his submission game is top tier. His guillotine front choke series. He's good. Yeah. Very slick. He has a grappling upside for sure. Jordan, better resume, fought the better competition, lost to the better competition, beaten the better competition, has shown IQ upside because I think his second to last fight he fought Chrome Gracie. It was like, I'm not engaging you there, bro. I think the way to beat Jordan is to wrestle him. Sean Woodson is not the type to wrestle. And I think if he does wrestle... Tell me when he's hurt, probably. I don't think he's got the jits anyway. Correct. I think Jordan... You might think he has a problem trying to get in because this guy's going to have like nine inches in reach, five inches in height, I think. I don't I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think Jordan is smooth. He's slick. He'll get in. I like Jordan here. 
Yeah, I think this fight's gonna look a lot like the Luis Saldana fight, where um, in and out, darting, just putting his punches together in combination against a guy who's kind of, kind of, you know, trying to one shot pop you and, you know, not really plan and sit down on his punches. So I agree with you. I think Jordan is the side. Um, even though Sean Woodson has a forty six and three boxing record, um, you know, prior to his car accident, and I believe the car accident thing because if you look at how Sean Woodson's built, it looks like they took pieces of other people's dead bodies and threw it together and made Sean Woodson like it's pretty laughable man how he's built I mean he's fucking talented bro like I, I, I'm not trying to you know shit on the guy but the way he's built he's got little thin legs the smallest torso and then like a big ass head and then long, and, 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 and like like he looks like yeah like they just took random bodies random you know body parts and said alright how can we make a complete fighter He's built like a character from like the like the Nightmare Before Christmas, you know? Yeah, yeah like that. No, that's yeah. no bullshit. Like that's yeah. exactly what he looks like. He's got like. that kind of body build. That's crazy. Good boxer. I'm not but trying to shit. He's a crazy boxer. Crazy boxer. He'll bust me up. I, yeah. I ain't shot so too much shit about him. You know what I'm saying, but but yeah, he's um he's he's a decent fighter. I just think Jordan is gonna be in his face, gonna land a lot of damage, and if the wrestling and the clincher there, he's gonna go to work there too. And he's gonna work the body, probably take him down once or twice. Or even threaten to take down to set up his and open up his punches. So I like I like uh, Jordan as well. I don't know how I'm gonna bet this because he's at minus one ninety. Um, I might take the money line there, low key, just because I feel pretty confident that he's gonna win this fight. How do you um, feel about um, late round stoppages, like round two? Round that's three, what I'm saying. Though, I, I think I, those are live. I think those are I don't live. Know, live. Just because of the volume, Jordan's volume is insane. So he's gonna be the moment winner, arguably, and 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 the and the and the minute winner in this fight. You know, and he's the better fighter. So. Prelim main event, men's bantamweight, recent UFC Ultimate Fighter winner, two time Brad Katona, five time, five time, five time, go on one on one with Garrett Armfield, Superman Katona, thirteen and two, fighting out of Dublin, Ireland, hailing from Canada, thirty two years old, go on one on one with Garrett Armfield, nine and three, fighting out of it just says Florida. The whole state of Florida. Nine and three overall. I think I said that already. 27 years old. That shit just threw me off. It just says Florida. <laughs> My man represents the whole entire state of Florida. He's right. Arnfield. He's with the alligators. Shit. He's rolling around with them. He's from the Everglades. <laughs> I think uh I think this is a Katona fight. Yes. Katona's listen, he's just got you know, not to wiki cap this shit, but like, you know, you go down the resume here. I mean, He's got the better strength of schedule. He's fought the better fighters. He's lost to the better fighters. His record doesn't even reflect the fighters that he's beaten because they don't count the UFC Ultimate Fighter fights where he beat Timur Valiev, where he beat... Um, Hunter, right? No, he didn't beat Hunter. No, he lost to Hunter. He He's only lost Cody twice. Cody Gibson. He beat Cody in the finale. Even before that, he fought um, Bryce Mitchell in the first yeah. time that he was in the Ultimate and Fighter and beat him. This guy's got a resume. He's good. He's really good. Calculated, cerebral fighter, smart. He makes the adjustments. And I think the it, key to this fight in particular is that if he goes to the wrestling, where, I mean, I think Garrett Armfield's decent at, but I think he's got the edge there because I think Garrett Armfield's edge and his only edge in this fight is probably the striking. He does have the reach advantage, and he does he does have some slick striking. I'll give Garrett Armfield that. Um, but he's going against a guy that has a chin yeah. and infinite cardio. Exactly. Like Katona does. Katona was in there with Marab, and he wasn't tied in the third round. He was breathing, 
not like Marab is different. Like mm-hmm. we'll say that, but he was not breathing. Dif- like he wasn't having too much difficulty breathing against Marab, and that's insane. And that that pace of that fight was insane. So, and, and you can tell that Marab fight bothered him because after they let him go, he went to Brave FC and fought nothing but just grapplers, just killer Russians. Yeah, and beat all those guys too. So that's a beast, man. I mean, I, we're not quite sure why he got cut the first time. That's how good he is. Like I think because he's a boring fighter. Yeah, he, he's that's a de- the problem. He's a deci- decision Katona. Yeah. You know, and, and that's probably how he's going to win this fight low-key. I might play his money line, too, because I feel pretty, even though it's a little juiced, I think it's at like minus 180 on some sports books, 185. I feel like that's, you know, I feel like he's going to win this fight. But I'm probably going to bet him by decision, most likely so. Yeah, I'm feeling the Katona decision. Um, I don't see it probably any other way. I mean, unless, I mean, what do you think about overs? They're probably juiced, right? I don't know. I got to take a look. I don't think we have any. We don't have any props out at the moment, so. Yeah. He, But, yeah, I I agree. It probably goes to decision. Gun to the head is going to go to decision. All right. First fight we got here on the main card, UFC 297. And I'm actually surprised that they're opening up with this fight, but maybe at the same time, maybe not. We got Arnold Allen, the almighty Arnold Allen, going one-on-one with Mosarv Elov. Evelev. Evelev. Man, I busted that up. <laughs> Great fight. Arnold Allen. The Almighty is 19-2, and two, fighting out of England, hailing from England, 29 years old, going one-on-one with Ivalev, who is an undefeated 17-0. and 0. Perfect. Perfect. Fighting out of Russia, hailing from Russia, 29 years old. Just cut. I'm cutting the mustard here. I don't even think that's an expression. I'm just going to cut right to the chase here. I like Ivalev here. By decision. I, probably by decision. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna, it's, what sucks is that this fight is not a, it's just a three-round fight. I think this fight is probably one of the most high-level fights they have on the card. Um, two high-level fighters. Arnold Allen, excellent striker. Mitts for hands. He's got a boxing background, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think I so. I think he has, like, he did boxing before he did MMA. But has, you know, rounded his game out. He is... I don't want to say easy to take down, but he can be taken down. His fight against Amir Khani, Amir Khani was able to get on top all three rounds. And you know how Amir Khani was only got five minutes of gas. The fact that he was able to get on top in the second and in the third round, a little worrisome. The fight where he gets absolutely rinsed on the ground, Maz Burnell lost that fight. Well, he was losing that fight 100%, but was able to get a, you know. Late guillotine. Late guillotine, front choke i don't know i don't remember exactly what it was in the third round bailed them out i don't say bail them out i mean listen he earned that shit but that's the story of Maz burnell's anyway like burnell's you know excellent two and a half rounds and just chokes in the third round that's just his mmo he's never he hasn't fought a, uh, a grappler since um got washed up not washed up but he kind of got taken to school a little bit by max holloway in his last fight max holloway the goat a beast yeah He's a beast, bro. He's still so good. Evelev, absolute monster on the ground. Evelev is the best wrestler this guy has fought. 100%. 100%. Hands down. And even if you look at the the statisticals, decent striker. In his fight against, what's what's his name? Diego Lopez. Uh, Dawudu. Oh, that's right. He was winning a lot of that fight just just purely standing up. Danige rinsed him. And even and this guy is hard to submit too. Nick Lentz, I mean, we but this was he fought Nick Lentz a weight class up. Nick Lentz was able to like put him in some crazy spots. Same thing for Diego Lopez in his last fight. He got put in crazy spots. Hard to submit. 
I'm going to lean Evelev here, and I think I'm going to lean Evelev by decision. I don't think anybody finishes anybody here. I agree. I think these are two very high-level guys. Who knows how much Arnold Allen's wrestling has improved in six years because that was the last time he fought a grappler, but I, I got to lean Evelev here. Yeah, I'm with you on this, and I'm with you on this because I think outside of Matt's Ho- Max Holloway, um, homeboy has fought the better brand of competition, Evelev, up and down, if we're being frank. I think, actually, no, you know what? Let me not say that because no, he's, I say that. he fought Cater, Hooker, and Yusuf, and Max Holloway. Okay, never mind. I take that back. I retract that statement. But <laughs> I just don't know how he's going to be able to deal with this guy on the floor. And this guy, if you look at how he's built, he's built like a fucking tank. He is absurdly strong. I don't even know how he makes weight sometimes, to be frank with you. That's going to be something to watch out for, even though he's constantly made weight. I want to see how it looks in the scales as well. But yeah, probably ever led by decision. Ardo Adler is not an easy out for anyone. Um, I don't think he's been finished before, if I'm being frank. No. And um, he took a, a, some punishment, the Max fight, and even the other fight with uh, the guy who burns and takes L's. He, um, he was getting <laughs> his ass whipped in that fight, still pulled it out at the end. And that fight was probably going to go to decision low-key, so... I like the decision here, even though Evelev, I think, is a different level. And, you know, another reason why I think this fight's going to be a little patient for because these guys are not the most active fighters. So I could see this fight being very slow in the beginning and then ramping up towards the end, which gives me a lot more hope with the overs as well as um, with the decision. So that's how I'm going to play this fight. Evelev decision. Next fight we have on the main card, we got the action man, Chris Curtis, going one-on-one with the power bar, Marc-Andre Barriouk. The action man, 30 and 10, fighting out of Las Vegas, hailing from Las Vegas, 36 years old, going one-on-one with the power bar, Baryut, fighting out of Boca Raton, Florida, but hailing from Canada, 33 years old, 16 and 6 overall. This fight is this fight is fun. Another striker-striker fight. Obviously, Chris Curtis, impeccable takedown defense, uh, excellent counter-striker. In a fight where I think this kind of plays into his strengths because Barryut is just one of those guys who just, he fights the same way in almost every fight. He's walking forward. He's throwing hella volume. And he's definitely, he'll he'll mix in like the takedowns, but he's not really looking for the takedowns. He wants to fight. He wants to strike. I'm leaning Chris Curtis here. Minus 200 doesn't really make me feel all too comfortable. Only because like, I mean, Chris Curtis... Is so reliant on the counter striking that it hurts he, him. He'll, he'll give away rounds. He'll give away rounds looking for the looking for those strikes. You see what I'm saying? But I, I do think he does find them here because I think Barryud's going to be throwing enough where it's going to give opportunities for Chris Curtis to look good. Nothing against Barryud. I think Barryud's got power. He's got volume. He's just, uh, but he he can get hit. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think um, I like Chris Curtis here. Just for the slicker counter boxing. And I think he's going to have bigger moments in these rounds. Might even drop MAB. Probably won't get finished because Curtis doesn't really go after it. So unfortunately, I think he can really put some guys away. Um, this guy's only been stopped twice. Once by Anthony Hernandez via triangle choke. And the other time by Chidi Unkunkunwani. I think is how you pronounce in Chuk- it. Unkunkunwani. Yeah. Um, via overhand right. Which, I mean, if you've seen Chidi hit, he hits. So Chidi, Chidi, bang, bang, boy. I don't know if Curtis hits on the same stratosphere as here. But what I will say is that that was also a 16-second knockout that he had on him. 
Curtis is not knocking this guy out in 16 seconds unless Curtis changes his whole game plan from how he's always fought and just deviates and just goes after him immediately, which I don't see happening. I, I maybe he's going to, you know, be able to manage space, give him some different looks. Curtis is going to make his reads definitely the, uh, over a round and a half, in my opinion. But um, this fight, could, I think this fight's going to go to distance. Give me Chris Curtis by decision here for all the reasons you listed, as well as MAB's abil- durability and as well as Chris Curtis's durability. Very durable human beings. And if you're getting knocked out by just Chidi, you know, that's nothing to hang your hat on. And then uh, Chris Chris Curtis, um, probably some of the best takedown defense I've seen in the UFC. And he's also not going to take down um, MAB. MAB is not going to be able to take him down either. So this fight's going to stay on the feet. 100%. Chris Curtis ain't going to shoot on him. So it's going to be a stand-up brawl. Chris Curtis via decision. Next fight we have here, the featured bout in the welterweight division. We have the Haitian sensation, Neil Magny, returning to fight one-on-one with proper Mike Malat. Um, the Haitian sensation here, 28 and 11, fighting out of Dalton, Illinois, 36 years old, going one-on-one with proper Mike Malat. 10-1-1, fighting out of Sacramento, California, hailing from Canada, 32 years old. Neil Magny, listen, I think he's shot. He might be shot. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to like. And like, I don't. I, I like to. I don't want to use the word or the term gatekeeper in any kind of like negative derogatory sense. But I, that's what he is. He's pretty much a gatekeeper to the welterweight top ranking. Yep. Got seven shades of shit beat out of him by Ian Gary. Ian didn't stop him though. Ian could have stopped because he's stupid. But he, you know, just I guess wanted to prove a point. Whatever, you know. We don't we don't know how Ian Gary moves around here, but we don't move like Ian Gary moves. Both professionally and personally. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Listen, Mike Malott, up and comer, doesn't fight enough. Doesn't have the best resume. I mean, literally like two, three fights ago, just finished fighting like Mickey Gall. Is you know his last fight was against uh, Lioness. He, I mean, listen, he is doing what he needs to do to these guys, though. He's he's packing them up. He's the jujitsu coach, I think, for Alpha Male. Can grapple his ass off, by the way. Can grapple his ass straight the fuck off. Yeah. I'm going to lean Mike Malott here. I don't like his money line. I don't. I think this uh, the odds should be closer than what they are. Yeah. I mean, listen, if if it gets a little disrespectful, I might I might lean Magny. I might. But the problem is, is Magny, Magny don't finish nobody. Magny has been subbed several times. That being said, I mean, he has been subbed by the the top tier, the top tier guys. Mike Malat by submission is probably the play here. Mike Malat by decision or late submission is kind of where I'm leaning. Don't know if I'm going to play it. I guess it depends. It all depends on the number and what the number looks like. I will say, I know you're saying decision. He has no decision wins or losses. But I think like this is just such a big step up in competition for him, where I think Neil Magny can ride the wave a little bit. He's gonna he's gonna push him. He's gonna uh, push him a bit. I like submission here. I think I, I, I yeah, think he, I, mean, I think he gets him. Gun to the head. I submission. I I agree. But I do think Mike Malata's aside. I just don't think he should be this big of a favorite. He also shouldn't be this big um, with opening his mouth about Canada. Wait, what? He. he uh, <laughs> He brags so much about, you know, hey, I'm, proud I'm Canadian. I, yo, bro, we get it, bro. <laughs> yo, you got to do it once. He did it like in the post-presser, the pre-presser, <laughs> the, the, the built, you know, the, the thing that they had, like a round table for Canadian fighters. Dude, I a, mean, he's the nice uh, GSP, yeah, bro. I'm Canada, man. I'm Canada, bro. 
It's like a Lee Malay McFarlane, bro, Hawaii. We get it. We get it, sis. Yeah, we get it. We yeah. get it, bro. She be repping Hawaii. Oh, hard, my goodness. That, that, that's a terrible thing, but oh, my goodness. You know, like, we get it. We get it. But Mike Malat, despite, you know, the disrespect I put on your name just now, I do I do like you in this fight. I think you are going to sub this guy. Um, I think you're you're an exceptional grappler, so I, I, I'm I leaning you for sure. Don't know how I bet it, but I want to say these, these, uh, these lines shake out, so. Co-main event for the vacant UFC Women's Bantamweight Championship of the World. We have Rocky Raquel Pennington going one-on-one with Shitara Maria Myra Bueno Silva. (laughs) Pennington fighting out of Colorado Springs, Colorado, 15-8 overall, 35 years old, going one-on-one with Shitara. Fighting out of Brazil, hailing from Brazil, 10-2-1 overall, 32 years old. I'm leaning Shatari here. I, I respect the hell out of Pennington. Same. I mean, is it is it is it too much to call her a pioneer? She's definitely got like legs in the game. She's been around for a while. She's fought like, you know. Everybody. She's fought a lot of people. The problem I see with her in this particular fight is that she kind of just plays into Bueno Silva, bueno, does. Silva does really good. Like Rocky is gonna the way Rocky wins fights is pressure, put you against the cage, clinch, clinch. The problem with that is I don't think you want to be in Chitara's clinch. Also, I think at distance she might be the better boxer, so, but, so she, but, better she, but, but Chitara hits. She's Bigger got puncher. power. I I still give Rock. I still give Rocky the 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 cardio edge, obviously, right? But if you're telling me you're giving me five rounds for Shitara to get a sub when she's probably the most wicked submission artist in the in the bantamweight division right now, I, I like I like my chances. I, I agree. I'm, I'm leaning the shit out of Silva here. I like the line. I'm probably gonna play it as soon as I get the fuck off of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, super necessary. And it's it, it's gonna be extremely necessary. <laughs> I like Silver here. What about you? I think I think you're on you're on board with me here. I yeah, think. yeah. I thought about it a little bit, like you did, and and I just see too many openings for Myra to take advantage of. I think if Ricky won this fight, or Ricky, Jesus, sorry, sorry, Raquel, Rocky. I yeah. think that's the, you got the 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 Pennington part mixed up with the Rocky part. Yeah, so I didn't mean Ricky. to insult you, Raquel, because I think Kobe Covington called you Ricky too, Mike. Oh my God, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. We apologize. We Rocky, apologize. I, I respect you. I think you're Boricua too. So, listen, I, you get one free, one free punch on this dude. Yeah, I, I, I give it to you. I, re- I respect the, <laughs> I respect the hell out of you. I just think that how I look at this is that Holly beat you twice, beat Raquel twice. She did what Raquel does, but better. Twice, clearly, because it was like kind of the same fight, if I recall correctly. If not, Holly kept the more range in the first fight. Myra just tapped that girl. For playing into that game, I could see another ninja choke submission happening. I wish I could play that, like directly, like that power guillotine. But um, I just Myra will jump guard on this girl, and go for a leg lock. Oh, she, she'll, she'll throw up. She'll get a guillotine on her, also, she, and she can knock her on the feet and beat her up in the clinch. Like I, there's a lot of things that Myra does well, and I'm also I'm bored of her winning because I feel like this division like needs personality. And, and, and one, just two more things I want to bring up. I think, and I noticed it more, 
I mean, listen, it, it was against Stephanie Egger and Lena Landsberg, but Myra has shown another level in her game where she's starting to actively wrestle as well. Yeah. Which I do like. And on the Pennington side, she will be the minute winner, I think, I in agree. my opinion. I agree. But if Raquel won this fight, I wouldn't be surprised. I think the moments that Myra's going to win, I think she's just... She just finds ways to win. And she finds ways to finish. Yes. Like, you got to you gotta stay perfect for 25 minutes where if you give up your neck or your arm or your leg within that time frame, you're in trouble. And Raquel's only been finished twice. Yeah. Once by Amanda Nunes. Which, and that was ground no, and pound in the fifth round. Yeah, no shame in that. No shame. That was the fight where she kind of, like, gave up in the corner. I don't want to say she gave up in the corner. She just, like, I want to be done. I don't know what she meant by that. I, I think she was just tired, to be frank. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was a walloping them. It was hard to watch. And then she got a submission loss in 2012 to Kat Zingano. No shame in that. No shame in that. Two that legends point. in the game. Like I said, again, she's fought the best of the best. She's fought the who's who in women's MMA, at least in the bantamweight division, 100%. I agree. But Bueno Silva's a killer, bro. Killer. I think she's I think she's being very overly looked when in terms of what she does. And I know her cardio is the only question I have, but. I think she can find a submission within the time frame that's allotted in this fight. Plus, she's been a lot patient, more patient lately. She kind of just lets the, the submissions fall into her lap as opposed to like actively going for them, unless she's actively wrestling. But even her striking, she works in bursts, so she conserves energy. So I like Myra here. Main event time for the middleweight championship of the world. We have a grudge match, a newly founded beef. Between Sean Strickland, the guy that's nicknamed Tarzan. I'm pretty sure he hasn't gone by that nickname. <laughs> that's what he had here. Since the, the, the motorcycle accident, right? Oh, since yeah. he moved up. <laughs> going one-on-one with this hard. This nickname is actually kind of hard. Still Knox. <laughs> Drikus. Duplessis. Strickland. 28-5. and five, The champion. Fighting out of Las Vegas, Nevada. 32 years old. I said 28 and 5. I said 28 and 5. Going one on one with Still Knox. Drikus de Plusis. De Plusis. Duplessis. I butchered his last name. Damn. <laughs> 20 and 2. The challenger. Hailing from South Africa. Fighting out of South Africa. 30 years old. Banger of a fight. Great fight. Narrative wise, even better. Somebody's got daddy issues. Drikus. He might push those buttons. Who knows? I was just reading that Strickland <laughs> said that um, that if, if Drikus says some crazy shit, that he's going to stab him. <laughs> he said stab him. <laughs> they, better, they better get security. They better hold this man. Strick, they, matter of fact, they better pat down Strickland because he might actually come in with a gun. 100%. <laughs> I never seen Strickland fight was like... This, this is, he's in shape. He's in shape this for this the, fight too. By the way, he's fighting with so such emotion. He looks. He looks great. And I don't know if that's a, a good thing or a bad thing. What do you think? I'm gonna throw it to you. This this fight is sick. I think it's a bad thing because Duplessis is the one pulling the strings. You're not wrong. He's 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 get, he's getting in his head now. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't. In my opinion, it's not gonna matter because either Duplessis is gonna get him early, or Sean's gonna bury him late. That's how, I th- that's how I think this fight plays out. I think Duplessis is the lean. I don't disagree with you. Because I think Duplessis, you can't ignore what he did to Robert Whitaker. Like no. He walked through him. 
walk through him. I I I lost that bet because I thought Rob was gonna Rob blew up almost all my parlays. I thought he was gonna lose the fight. I thought Duplessis was gonna lose the fight, but I feel like this guy's like Myra, just being completely overlooked. I agree in terms of what he does well, and he um, knows how to have a high tight guard, knows how to block well. Um, Strickland, and let's not underestimate Strickland here. Very good defensively, has some of the best defensive striking numbers in the UFC. To be frank, I I think Duplessis can catch him with a big shot and hurt him the same way he hurt Whitaker. Even though I think Whitaker might be a little shot worn, he hasn't really worn shots well since the Yoel Romero fight. If we're being frank, but I think um, I think Duplessis can catch him with a big shot. But I tell you what, this might be a live bet opportunity because if Duplessis starts huffing and puffing by the second round, third round, if it gets there, I think you play Strickland and ride with him for the rest of the fight because Sean ain't getting tired. And I know Duplessis was saying that it was like a deviated septum issue. I don't, I believe that, but I don't believe that. I think that's partially true. I think we haven't seen this guy in five round fight and this guy um, has been knocked down and hurt in almost all his fights. That's what made the Robert Whitaker fight so like revealing. For me, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's got. I, okay, so I do think he's got a cardio issue, but I don't think it's a terrible cardio issue. He's one of those fighters, I think, in my opinion, where I misjudged him. I, I used to think that he was just one of these guys who would just gas and have nothing left. Now nah, he's one of these fighters where he'll gas, but he can recharge. You know what I'm saying? Like he'll come out fresh the second round, or he'll come out fresh the third round. I don't know. I never seen it. I, I. <laughs> I think you will see it. I, I, Sean's I going to make him work. Sean you know? is 100% going to make him work. I think what's interesting is the styles clash because when Strickland fought Adesanya, Adesanya was hesitant to strike back because Adesanya is such a calculated striker. And, you know, you could say some of that was, you know, partly due to burnout. I mean, Adesanya was fighting a wild schedule, defending his belt like, you know, four or five times before he got to Strickland. At the same time, you have to give Strickland some credit. His pressure is crazy. He walks forward. His iCarly defense, for some reason, works. <laughs> you know? Adesanya couldn't get around it. And all credit to Strickland. He won the belt fair and square. He whooped Adesanya's ass. Yeah. There was not a round I think I gave Adesanya. No. It was rough. Yeah. That being said... Duplessis is a guy who does not know how to walk backwards either. No. He walks forward. Matter of fact, he runs forward. Throws with everything. Does have the wrestling. That, he, does, that, he does have some wrestling. That's where the fight's going to get interesting. You think so? I think so because I feel like Duplessis, he could catch him, but he probably could miss him. And that's why that this is the, one of the hardest main events I've called. I don't know. Um, I may feel Strickland tomorrow. I may feel Duplessis the next day. I just feel like that Sean could mitigate a lot of his striking. Duplessis has got to wrestle him, in my opinion, and make him give him different looks to probably set up his punches and or just get him to the ground to win minutes. But if he doesn't get it there, like, is he really going to knock out Sean? There's a possibility he doesn't. And Sean just buries him with pressure. I think, but, I think there's a possibility he does knock out Sean, but if he does, it's early. It has to be and, early. And the reason I say that is because even though his iCarly defense worked against Adesanya, that, that Philly shell, you can get around it with hooks. Duplessis throws crazy hooks. He throws hooks. And he, and he throws them early and often. Correct. I mean, Axe uh, 
Whitaker about him. Yep. He was getting caught. Around the guard, right, everything. Right around the guard. I think, I think you know what, the more I think about it, I think you're right. I think the early early on, Duplessis all the way. If he starts huffing, if he doesn't get him out by the second round, third, even third round, if he's huffing, you you fucking live bet Sean Strickland. Whoever's on their back foot is going to be losing this fight. And no I think question. early on, I could see Strickland being on his back foot only because Duplessis just, he just can't help but just run forward. Correct. But you're right. I think as the fight plays on, if he does start getting tired, and I am completely wrong about his cardio, where he's a recharger. He could be missing a lot and just getting tired just from missing. Like, that's the thing. And then, like, he could miss. They could they could circle, and then Sean will back him up yeah. against the cage. And Dude, we know there's so many ways. That, this, yeah. this, this fight is so good. It's it, great. It's, it's, insane. it's a great. I don't know. Now, I don't know. Now, and I'll give Sean Strickland credit as well. He does have decent takedown defense. He does. But I think the way Duplessis gets his takedowns is not super technical. Like this technique. He's a gorilla. It, He's a gorilla. He picks things up and he puts things down. He's a gorilla. I think he can have the ability and probably will take Sean Strickland down. Again, it's all early though. Correct. So if Sean can survive the first two rounds. I think third, that third third round is going to be pivotal. If it gets to the third round, it's pivotal because then you get to see Whatever. one, yeah. Duplessis' cardio. Two, Strickland's heart. And whether he's like, you know, he's completely focused in this fight because if, if Duplessis he starts in his forward, head, yeah, yeah. Duplessis in his head, he could fight, he could get knocked out. Yeah. So, like I said, and, and you're going to see if Sean even gets to the third. Um, I don't think Sean will knock him out, but, but like early, I think Sean will stop him mid to late. It just depends on on the flow of the fight because if Drikas comes out and just starts like a bat out of hell, he'll he could gas after the first second round. Hundred percent. He's a big guy. He has a lot of muscle, bro. I, I just don't know if he has cardio for five rounds. I'm just being frank. They both got him here listed at six one. They both got him listed here with seventy six inch reaches. I I swear I thought Strickland was slightly bigger. I think I think Duplessis. I thought well, Duplessis was longer than him. Hey yo, pause. You know so, but yeah. I, I think I mean, he's South African. I'm might in, be. Pause. I think that's how I'm gonna hey, play yo. it. Like Duplessis early and Strickland late. That's how I'm playing it. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, I might just jump into it because I do have a, a, a better feeling than you, I guess. I think, and I think Duplessis is aside. I think I'm gonna stop denying this man. As much as I like Strickland, I think it's Duplessis' time. I think. I think I might be jumping. I might put a small little sprinkle, little dog shot on uh, Duplessis to win here. I'm, I'm feeling Duplessis. I'm not mad at it. It's a, this is literally a, this is literally dog or pass too. Yeah, you can play it that way too. And, it is and, dog or pass. And, and, and the line is close as fuck. Duplessis yeah. is the, the dog here, so I'm not mad at that play. And um, I think I think if you want to play it that way, that I, but I but I think the way you want to play it, like ladies and gentlemen, I think it's the smart way to be early honest, because. Early, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see Duplessis. I know he's talking all this shit about his septum. I just don't know how. Even if he, it was a cardio issue, how is he gonna deal with Strickland for five rounds when we haven't seen it before? Yeah, a guy who is already historically he gets tied on his front foot. Mm-hmm. So if Strickland starts backing him up. How's it gonna look? Yeah, he's gonna be exhausted as shit. For me, I'm more worried about it narrative wise, and maybe it's not the best way to cap a fight, but I am worried about Strickland Strickland's being mentally mindset. involved. Yeah, yeah, because. Emotionally involved, rather. If he can't control his emotions, the blessings can knock him out. He could overreach, and you know, you reach, 
I teach. You know what I'm saying? Duplessis ain't the one you want to be, you know, fucking around with like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that that's the way I'm feeling. Also, on top of the fact, I mean, Jesus Christ, you can't ignore, again, like we said before, Duplessis straight ripping uh, Whitaker. Got it. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. And that pretty much does it for UFC 297. In the books, top to bottom, me and my brother just covered the whole motherfucking card inside and out. <laughs> How you feeling about it, boy? Uh, I feel okay about it. Still think this is a very dangerous card for a lot of reasons, but, you know, we'll find value and we'll find out. We're going to see how we're going to play this for you guys. So for you guys mirroring us or even fading us, you guys know exactly how we're playing it and we're going to do it, you know? So, but um, with that said, you already know the deal. Like, follow, subscribe, Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram and TikTok. Everybody enjoying the visuals right now on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell to stay up to date. And for all of our audio listeners, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, you already know. And for all of you guys again, thank you again for all the love. We love you guys. Thank you for all the love we've been getting um, and the feedback we've been getting throughout the course of this year already, which is good. Um, love some of the text messages and responses on IG that I'm getting, which are amazing. Uh, my Twitter following is going up. I appreciate that too. <laughs> I'm trying to be a little more active on Twitter, especially, you know, we try to break, you know, I need to be more active on Twitter. <laughs> give I, prom- some, I promise, ladies and gentlemen, I will give insightful detail on some of these fights when they're going on live. And, um, outside of that, no, we appreciate you guys. You're in another deal, free content, free 99, free subscriptions. We're not charging you anything for this. Um, we just want you guys to, you know, show us some love because we've been showing you guys some love. <laughs> no, we are charging. We're charging love. <laughs> I want all the damn love. Give that, me the love. That's all. That's all. You know, where's the love? Black eyed peas, you know, <laughs> I repeat. <laughs> oh, I, I would probably kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's all love, baby. And uh, see you guys next episode. Episode 42 is next week, right? Episode 42 is not next week. We got a week off. Oh, okay. So enjoy these fights. No boxing, unfortunately. But, you know, take the week off. Enjoy this shit. Hopefully you make some money tailing us or fading us. But, you know, it is what it is, man, at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Holla at y'all. Love y'all. Peace out.